Hi, welcome to the SEO Podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWeb Results. I am Charles Lewis, your client results strategist. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of the podcast. This is podcast number 368. I had to look over my shoulder because yeah. it's behind me because I missed the last one, so I'm like all thrown off. So how, yeah. how, how was the last podcast? 368 was awesome. Punch in the face to Daniel Gildersleeve, in-house <laughs> content writer, posted an article about uh, ad extensions. And right. So we talked PPC last week. Sorry, you missed it. That probably explains what our tip was Mm -hmm. from the previous podcast. We have a tip from our previous podcast all the time, and the tip is use ad extensions that support your call to action. Look, if you're using ad extensions, then you should have the right call to action. So if your call to action is come see us at the store, your ad extension should maybe be a location extension with your address. That's how your ad extension supports your CTA. Boom. Boom. Please remember, we are filming live here in Houston, Texas, and Charles and I, we sitting up here in front of you, actually standing. in video, yeah. standing, thank you, <laughs> standing in front of you if you're watching the video, or just whispering Listening, into your ears. Listening, we're still standing yeah. next also, to you, maybe. We are your friendly, local, neighborhood, <laughs> top position snatchers, and our mantra is... Do not be a douche. Don't be a douche. It is not, not a, a good, good look. look. We've got an article for you Get that we, we're not going to say disagree with, we're just going to disagree with the order in the lacking of one thing. You missed the important point. What are you trying important. to say? Punch in the face to uh, Rishu Rati and the good folks over at Search Engine Journal. She posted this article, Seven Ways You Screw Up Your Email Marketing. We do email marketing here. Yep. And unfortunately, we've learned the hard way, yep. one surefire way to screw up your email marketing campaign. And that main way is not on your list. It frankly should be at least the top one or two things. Yep. So we'll go through your seven and then we'll uh, edit your list. We'll add that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you're in a position to have some sort of electronic device, go ahead and tweet now. Hey, should be tweeting us. Use the hashtag at uh, uh, SEO Podcast. Uh, tag us in it at eWeb Results at Best SEO Podcast. That way we can follow you back. Do all of our social networking stuff. All right. So I do not have a tear tattoo. Mm-hmm. That is a good thing. I really appreciate that. That means we got a review. Uh, we do have a contest. If this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, first let's say howdy. Welcome how to the podcast. Welcome. How you doing? Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> That's just awesome. <laughs> if uh, if uh, if you no, we're just to rodeo leave, right? That's how awesome. you doing? Yeah. <laughs> if uh, if you've listened listen to this podcast, Wendy before, Williams, how you doing? Thank you for coming <laughs> coming back to the podcast. And you know the section that we are not going to skip today. Yeah. We did get a review. The way this works is if we get ten psychos, a psycho is an eWeb Results branded term for social engagement. It stands for shares, likes, and follows. If we get ten psycho. of those on any one of our platforms—not our platforms—on any one of our profiles on the platforms where you might find uh, one of our, our social profiles, platforms, right? Uh, then, uh, and we get a review, then we don't go through this section. We got the review. We did not get the ten psychos. So mm-hmm. I am going to tell you how you could leave us a review and we will much appreciate the review we are the most popular internet marketing podcast on itunes that is because of all y'all so uh here's how you could leave us a do a little tiny favor and leave us a review the first one has three steps go onto itunes create an account write a review once you write that review well first make sure that review is five stars and once you write that review go ahead and send us an email podcast at ewebresults.com and uh, we'll make sure to read that uh, that review on air Next, if you wanted to leave us a Google review, it's actually hard to get to people's Google My Business page, right? If you're and in a different increasingly little... more and more difficult. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, yeah, um, we've made it really easy. All you need to do is go to eWebResults.com/slash Google Plus, or you could go to .com/slash Google 
plus or dot com slash uh, g plus or slash g plus and all of those will take you actually to a search engine result page of our listing and then boom up will pop up a place where you can leave a review click the write a review hopefully that review is five stars all right next is uh, Facebook Facebook's pretty easy go to facebook.com slash eWeb results interestingly you get forwarded to best SEO, SEO podcast, podcast, which is us, the best SEO podcast. Uh, and then, of course, you just you know find the stars and click five, five stars. stars and then make that five-star review. And then, finally, you can go to Stitcher. The easiest way to make uh, get to Stitcher, because I haven't made it really easy yet. It's to go to, to eWebResults.com slash SEO podcast. From that page, you'll see the Stitcher logo. Click the logo in the sidebar. Go to Stitcher. Click write a review at the upper right corner. Hopefully, that review. Will be five, five stars. stars. All right. Next, um, so th- there's two components, right? We got to get a review, and we've got to get ten shikos. Mm-hmm. So let's tell. I'm going to tell you how we are collectively going to tell you how you can leave us a shiko, a share, like, or follow, and that's uh, by going to things like Facebook.com/slash results, Twitter.com/slash results, Instagram.com/slash results, uh, YouTube.com/slash eWeb results. LinkedIn.com slash company slash eWeb results. All of those will take you to our profile on those platforms mm-hmm. and please shiko us. Yeah, shiko is a share, like, follow. Oh, I don't know how to get YouTube in there. I need you to subscribe. At and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, maybe it's the share shikos. Shikos. Okay, with, with the SO. <laughs> Sub Shikos. Oh, yeah. um, Shiko hey, Subus. If you're a PHP genius or a WordPress guru, go ahead and leave you. us an audio resume 713 510 7846. If you are looking for a free comprehensive website profit analysis, analysis. keyword profit. Yes, we focus on the profit. Um, go ahead and go to eWebResults.com. Click the green button and you will start our process in order for you to get that free comprehensive website profit analysis. That seems pretty clear. We do have our favorite segment of the program, the algorithm cataclysm. Yeah, for those who just don't know or maybe you're new, don't realize the algorithm cataclysm is anytime Google or these search engines release an algorithmic change right. that has a cataclysmic. Uh, is that right? Cataclysmic. 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 I was like, yeah, there we go. Sound right. Close. We're really yeah. <laughs> cataclysmic is what yep. I was looking yep. for. Uh, uh, a result impact yeah. exactly, yeah. and so we shorten that to algo cataclysm or algo cat. And today's algo cat um, is not due. To uh, uh, Barney and those Flintstone guys, although it is named Fred. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah, so so this Algo Cat is called Fred. Uh, it was released a couple weeks ago. We didn't present on it before because Google was kind of tight lipped in regards to what this algorithmic penalty was targeting. Right. Right. And so now we've come to find out through some research from SEO Journal experience, and Mars yeah. and some experience and then Metho, shout out to Gary Alves, <laughs> he actually did post some stuff also that Fred is really targeting links and poor quality content. Right. And so this is almost like a I was confused at first to be right, honest right. because I knew that well, you Penguin, weren't comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. I knew Penguin was targeting links and bad links and spam links and, and all of that. And I knew that Panda was really after low quality content and thin content and dupe content and things like that. And so when I heard about Fred and the impact it was having and it wasn't Panda or Penguin yet it was still targeting the, the same subject. Some of the same stuff. I was like, okay, what's up with this and why? And I think the, the clear cut answer is that Fred is 
running actively live now like penguin and penguin yeah like penguin, penguin and panda, panda do yep. the only difference is it's targeting that live published content not content that's already in google's index or content that you've adjusted or or links that you've removed thus far it's stuff that's still active right now right fred is actively making those changes and, and people are seeing the results uh immediately and so uh if you've maybe Experiencing a, a down right now, page yeah, drop. yep. page drops, a drop in traffic, a drop in results and ranking. Uh, you probably got some poor quality links and some poor quality content. Step one links usually they're they're Step less. Step one link analysis. Out. Go yeah. figure that out. Go yeah. run href. Go run moz. Uh, and and SEM rush as yeah. yeah, go run and go do a link analysis. Go to Webmaster Tools. See what their most recent links are and and compare those to what you see in the href and the other tools you use. And whichever is ones you see consistent that had the wrong flags. Disavow them, remove them. Same thing. Um, same thing with your content. Like, just go through your content and figure out what pages you have that may be, let's say, below three hundred words. Find your threshold and kind of start there and and refresh that content. Punch in the face to Fred for for keeping us up on our toes. I believe Fred is what you get when you uh, when you have an offspring from a panda and a penguin. Apparently, a Fred. You just call it a Fred. No logic there. Yeah. I like yours better. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> so I've got, uh, we have one question. This question is from JR, and, uh, and he sent it to JR? us through Gmail, I think a podcast at eWebResults.com. He says, hey, guys, love the podcast. Thanks for the great info. From time to time, you all will recommend good SEO forums. I've been using Black Hat World recently, but I know you all will mention others. Please uh, could you pass along that info for me? Just a few forums that would recommend. Thanks. All right. So first off, punch in the face to you, Jr. Thanks for yeah. the question. A little clarity here. We've never mentioned Black Hat World. Black Hat World. <laughs> Black yeah. Hat World. No. And I would suggest you don't really reference that site. I, I ain't never you... been there. I'm pretty sure everything on there isn't probably Black Hat. Yeah, I think uh, I think the recommendation is you probably want to know, really know what you're doing because there are really good ideas yeah, right yeah, uh, that are gray and then you can turn them white or use them in a white fashion mm-hmm. right um, but just I mean they're straight up black hat world, world so yeah. yeah be careful Search Engine Journal, man, I love SEJ. They got great authors. They got great content. Yep. And, uh, it's edited great. Punch in the face to Julie McCoy and her departure. But but they have a, a great system set up for good content. Moz, Moz, and Rand Fishkin and the girls over there between the whiteboards and and the, and the evergreen content that they post. It's a great source for for up to date content. Search Engine Land yep. and Marketing Land both are great sources for like finding out uh, the latest tips and the latest additions and maybe changes that Google has made, they do a good job of reporting them. That's what I those that's my top four. Yeah. Moz, Search Engine Land, Search Engine Journal, Marketing Land. Uh well, I would probably start there. Then if you want even more information, you can go to uh ewebresults.com slash yep. podcast archives. Do a search. We got a whole bunch of podcasts, yep. three hundred and sixty eight of them. Right. Full of great content pulled from all these different every sources. Day of the year. Yep. Literally. You may want to check search engine watch Pretty good site. Uh, content is not as quality as, let's say, it's a journal, but uh, still a good site to go right. to. Uh, and so good luck with that. I'm going to encourage you, kick you in the shin, 
for uh, for using Black Hat World. Though. So there are uh, there are some really large vendors who put out some pretty good content. I would say like WordStream. Yeah, yeah, really you can use the vendors. WordStream, uh, uh, HubSpot is certainly HubSpot one has, has great, great content. content. So mm-hmm. yeah, yep. take advantage. Lots of sources. All right, I got a little bit of news. Just four little pieces. Uber was forced to admit that Google's self-driving cars are better. They, they sued Google uh, because they thought Google was using some of their technology. And then Google's like, how can we be using technology you're using off-the-shelf technology yeah. and we're not? We're big, we built ours, yours. Yeah, and they had to the point where they had to cease doing it. Yeah. Then they get yeah, Uber stopped us like, you know what? We're going to put a halt on self-driving right now. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, next, Google. I still could never understand the concept oh. like, of a self-driving Uber car, but the driver's there. Well, just practicing the technology. If you get enough hours, right, they will let you pull the driver out, yeah. right, at some point, right. So I think that's that's the goal. Um, and they're getting paid, you know. Yeah. No, I get it from the Uber driver's right. perspective. I'm yeah. just like from the user, like I'm an Uber rider. I'm yeah. not in Houston. I obviously live here, but anytime I travel, that's my preferred method of transportation. And yeah, I, I don't know if I'd get in if the car just pulled up and nobody. If you eventually, like your kids would, right? Like they would probably, my son would probably get in the driver's seat. Oh yeah, <laughs> with no wheel with at no, some point, right? Yeah, he'd be like, "Ooh, you know." It's, and then darn. <laughs> yeah. All right, Google will let fa- fact-checking sites display richer listings. This mm-hmm. is an effort to kind of combat fake news. And so, if it's like Snoop's or something like mm-hmm. that, they're gonna. I think it's gonna be kind of an equivalent of. Uh, extensions actually in the organic area. So let me let me add my news right here. You got that too. Okay. Well, so I, a little bit a little bit more information on it. And this is from their search engine journal. They said that Google is expanding the fact check tag. Okay. It's a tag that shows That's up right. in the search yeah. results uh, for news articles worldwide. They said Google is expanding this fact check tag to search results and news articles. This tag signifies that the piece of content includes information which has been fact checked by news publishers and or fact-checking organizations so now there's a tag right so inside the search results page if you're looking at a news related search result and this article or that listing has the answer to your search query yeah it'll have a tag next to it that that identifies this post as being factual yeah that's and it's and it's um it's dependent like on on authority Mm -hmm. right that's what they're describing pretty interesting stuff i could dig it Facebook. There's a lot of fake news, alternative facts out there. Yeah, you have to, <laughs> you have to, this, and it's getting harder and harder to figure yeah. out what's true and what's not. Well, it's kind of like going to Black Hat World, right? So you could go there and you could get pull some out, good information. Wow, probably. that's an interesting idea. If I do it this way, it, it's actually legit and has a lot of value. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you got to be able to read between the lines. I think rhetorical analysis is, has never been needed more in school and like mm-hmm. how to like. Does it make sense? Does it yeah. does it just fit into the paradigm that I believe, or does it or actually, not? Or is yeah. it actually true? Two different things, right? Yep. Um, Facebook says one in five videos that are shared on their platform are right actually now. live videos. Yep. Pretty cool. And then Wells Fargo, I think this is out already. You can use your cell phone for the ATMs uh, already, or very soon. So go pull out cash with your cell phone. But you still have to go to the ATM. Yeah, yeah, you still have to go to the ATM, and but you don't you don't need your card anymore. Interesting. I mean, which makes sense. They've been like they've been using that technology yeah, at, the, yeah. at the fast pay or whatever for quite some time. Apple Pay, all those things. Yeah, so, oh, so, so part mm-hmm. of RFD situation. I'm here, yep. and then you recognize I'm the right person, and then you still put in a code. Yeah. right? I'm sure. So 
That's pretty cool. That's my little bit of news. You got some other news? Or? Well, I got some patiffs. All right, let's do a, a couple patiffs. So this patiffs uh, goes to uh, DJ Patrick Lopez. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's watching right there. Right now. DJ, Patrick, what's, what's good, man? Watch this patiff goes to him. He says, um, at E-Word Results, love the fact that the information you provided, even from the very first podcast, you can still learn from. Patiffs to the team. Back to you. to you, dude. Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate your support. That's hey, Patrick, when you're ready to move forward with that uh, education package, that, that we have a do-it-yourself kind of social media education package, let, let us know. We'll get you started up on that. This next patif comes from uh, Rug Cleaning Orlando. They're at Rug Cleaners FL. They hit us up on Twitter, at E-Web Results. Relatively new to the podcast. Been listening for a few weeks now. Figured I'd give you a shout-out. Thanks, y'all. Punch in the face like to you, y'all. especially from somebody in Florida. Yep. Saying y'all. Yep. That's what's up. One small correction. It is not a shout out. It's a, a punch, punch in, in the face. face. A tiff. Yeah. Hey, you could have added another word if you had shortened <laughs> shout out to the tiff in that tweet. <laughs> Let's see here. This last one goes to Rennie Ray Mundo at Rennie Ray. He says, at the web results, thanks for making my commute to NYC educational and comical. Five stars. Man. Punch in the face to you, Rini Raimundo, uh, Rub Cleaning Orlando, and you, DJ Patrick. Thank y'all for y'all support and punch in the face. Love it. So I have a couple of quick and short reviews. The first one is from Jeff Campbell. It is, of course, five stars. It says, these guys are super friendly and they really know their stuff. The podcast is an excellent source of up-to-the-date SEO knowledge. Punch in the punch face in to the you, face Jeff to you. Next one is Stefan Singos, and it says, and it is five, five stars. stars. I don't know what happened there, uh, <laughs> and it just says legends. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah sometimes yeah, one then, word is then good, a, and then the fist, some, the fist, thing. legends. Yeah. I'm good with that. And dig it. And then finally, Michael Bernal, and this one is five stars. It says, currently starting my internet company, and the information on their podcast is helping me a lot. Also, they are very funny. Uh, smiley face wink, uh, smiley face uh, emoji characters, and then thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> starting an uh, internet marketing company? Company, yeah. Let us know what you're doing. Uh, what part of the country you're in, and yeah, uh, punch in the face to all three of you uh, for reaching out to us. I believe that is the, it. that is the potatoes. It is time to get into the meat. I don't know why I'm setting this down. Yeah, so I we got a, a good article today. This article is called Seven Ways You Screw Up Your Email Marketing, and this is by Rishi Rishu Rati and the good people over at Search Engine Journal. Seven Ways You Screw Up Your Email Marketing. Um, Pretty good article. We do email marketing here, and so that's why the title kind of if caught you my attention. Know. Yeah, 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 I was like, hmm, we've been having some email programs, some doing really, really well, some uh, needing some maintenance, and some just having some challenges for all kind of different reasons, right? right? And so that's what piqued my interest yeah. about the article. So so let's dig right in. Just, in fact, you just put a game plan for a client who's had some challenges with some deliverability, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see how this So this article actually co-signed some of the changes. And cool. so, yeah, it really did. Uh, so first Number one. Number one. Uh, she says, uh, you don't spend much time in writing subjects. Now, before Ooh, I even yeah. go into yeah. her number one um, or her number two, like I said earlier, I believe there's a, no, a better number one or number two, yeah, at least that which we've learned. Maybe more important. Yeah, right? probably more important. Um, that's really Foundational, right? Yeah. Definitely. So we'll get to that at the end. But her number one says, uh, you don't spend much time writing subject lines. 
She's absolutely right. She goes on to say, you might think that a beautifully designed and well-crafted email along with a good offer is enough to get results. But you could increase your open rates by as much as 203% by improving subject lines. She's Boom. absolutely yeah. right. Dude. At the end of the day, the subject line is what you click on. That subject line really should be treated like a page title. At the end of the day, this is what, you know, when you think about a page title, this is what shows up in the search results. When people search. And so that email subject line is what shows up in their inbox. When they're cruising through their emails, whether they're in their inbox or they're in some promotions tab, that email subject line is the first thing they see. And so you really need to treat it like a page title. This email subject line should have some 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 clickbait, something that makes you want to click and open up this email. Matter of fact, she says if you find it difficult to craft great subject lines, here's some tips. Wrap it up in seven words. Great tip because that is applicable to also page titles. Those seven words equal to right around 50 or 60 characters depending on, on how long your words are, right? And so she says wrap it up in seven words. And like another tip here, she says make it sound personal without adding the recipient's first name. And she's talking about the, 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 the email subject. How do you make an email subject sound personal? Well, go ask Champs. Champs does a great job of it. You know what Champs last email to me said? Your new Jordans are about to release. Wow. Yeah, yeah. How quickly did you open that? Well, I it was kind of already opened. Or yeah, it was like, like <laughs> it, it, but and it was it wasn't even that about how quickly it was how their email changed my logic to not my new Jordans about to drop next week. My logic went to well, which ones? Yeah, <laughs> and so it was, I was like, really, they are click. Oh, those are dropping next week. And the point is, their title got me to open it, and they made it personal by using my favorite thing, Jordans, and they started it with your. (laughs) And so it targeted me and what I'm interested in. And so if you can make your subjects have that same kind of impact where you mention that feature, that offer, that benefit, whatever it is, and you somehow tie in the user who's getting it, then you will see an increase in click-throughs and open rates for your email. Number two. Number two. Uh, so number one was you don't spend much time writing subject lines. Number two is you don't segment your email list effectively. Oh, yeah. Good one. She says, look, you need to tailor your messages according to your prospect's interest and preferences if you want them to open and click your email messages. Look, list segmentation works. It always has yeah. worked. It always will work. No need to send out one generic kind of all-encompassing email. Well, I ain't going to say no need to, but we do that. There's value in those also. But if you had the ability to segment your list and send out more private, more personalized emails. Like you're in the Jordan list. Yeah, exactly. I right. guarantee you. There's another there, list. There's an Adidas list and, yeah. a, and, a, and a James Harden list and probably a Dame Lillard list and then a basketball list. I'm probably on that list because right. I do get shoes offers for for James Harden and other players yeah. also. So I know I'm on a basketball list also. Point is, they got some segmented lists. I never get anything about apparel. Right. Even though they sell bats. plenty of hoodies Chuck, and hats. new baseball bats available. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not getting that. And so, so make sure you want to segment your list. Maybe you're a service provider. You know, that's what we deal with a lot of times. And so you may uh, work on, maybe work on, maybe you're a plumber. 
right? And so you got a list of everybody whose water heater you've either quoted or changed or replaced. Anybody who asked anything about a tankless water heater, they're on that list, right? And then anybody who has some issues with some drain cleaning or, or needed uh, some lines unclogged or whatever that may be, put them on a whole separate list. And so then that way, next water heater special you have, you got a certain list you can send this special to. Right. And so the key here is to segment those lists uh, when possible. Maybe you're B2B. We got that request a lot. They, right. Somebody said we do a lot of B2B. We don't use many examples like that. B2B is a great time to use segmented email lists. Yep. I mean, you got a segmented yep. list. Well, we have we're targeting clients. We're targeting prospects. We're targeting people we've just met at a networking group. Yep. And so all of these are different lists. Podcast listeners. Yeah, Absolutely. podcast listeners. They all get a different type of email based off of kind of what they're interested in. Take advantage of segmented lists. Uh, they really, really work if you're doing email marketing. By the way, if you want to get on our newsletter list, since yeah. we're talking about it, <laughs> go ahead and go to eWebResults.com. I think it's in our footer, right? We've yeah. got a sign-up uh, form in our footer. Get on the list. Take advantage. Uh, number three. Number three. You're not offering value. Yeah. That's a good one. She says, let's face it. Even a plain design email can't convert well if it conveys value to your customers. Yeah. The design is important, but if the value proposition that induces the reader, it's the value proposition that induces the reader to take action. She's absolutely right. right. Ding, ding, ding. You must offer some sort of value, some sort of offer, some sort of something to make this user, one, engage. It was Tough enough to get them to click and even open it. Right. Now, if they've opened it, you have to you can't just start bashing them in the head with sales and promo. Right. You have to have some value. You must have something, some kind of win is what I wrote down. Some right. kind of win for the client. Like, what benefits me in opening this Jordan email? Oh, free shipping. Oh, 10% off. Oh, exclusive. Oh, Early limited access. edition. Yeah. yeah, all kind of features and right. benefits and wins for me for participating and engaging. And so as you begin to send out these emails, what was my previous example? Plumber. Oh, uh, discounts if you order this week. Right. Right, or specials or we're waiving service calls or whatever the feature is, whatever the value value add is, it, it must be not only included, but highlighted and prominent inside that email. You want them to engage, you got to give them something to engage for. Absolutely. Number four. Number four. Your campaign goals are not defined. And I've made this mistake. She says, uh, many email campaigns have multiple CTAs, which confuse readers and prevent them from clicking and hence converting. She's yeah. right. Kind of. Right. Like sometimes uh, it depends on your offer. And this is what I mean by that. If this is like a generic kind of email, right. like you're just touching bases with everybody who opted into your list, then it's kind of fine to have multiple CTAs. In fact, that can actually work for you. We do it here and it works well for most clients. Uh, matter of fact, those recent reports I was looking at, guy had he had um he had uh, 400 something opens and out of his opens uh, 50 of those clicks actually went to the website to the main action we had which is a registration form um, then he had another 10 clicks go to Facebook he had 8 clicks go to Instagram and he had 12 clicks click on the read more link to the excerpt of the blog post that we included in the newsletter and so this newsletter had a registration section it had a blog section and it had a social section and all of those sections got, got some activity yeah. exactly so so in certain cases, it can, um, it can work. Now, if we this same client, and it was though, also a well-designed email, right? You can't just like have one. Well, and we of kept it really, and, really short. Yeah, because the same client, you know, we're about to start doing summer camps, and so we sent out a 
summer camp specific email, no other ads, no other features, no other promo, just summer camp because uh, it was that important to have one goal for that particular message. Right. And so if you're doing email marketing, I think it's okay to send out the mass ones to a mass group of people. Just keep them short. Right, and make them easy to read and access. So even if they didn't really want to engage, it didn't take up much of their time. And if you're trying to promote a specific product, a specific service, a specific uh, event, or something like that, that you're trying to be aggressive, make that the focus. One call. That make action. that the focus. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Uh, yeah, number, number five. Five. Your emails are too long. She says the vast majority of people check their emails on small screens. Many retailers have been sending emails that are too long. The longer the email, the less readable it is. Yep. I was looking that one last night. It was like, this just keeps going. Just keep going. Go so what go. I've learned, though, what I learned, though, uh, and kind of like the segmented and even the goals we we're just talking about, depends on the purpose of the email. Right. Right. Because I have a couple emails that I get like punching the face to the mold skin and a few other blogs I subscribe to. I'm interested in getting the entire post in my email. Right, because you don't want to go to the website. Exactly. Right? And so I'm expecting a long as email right. to have to read. And so when I get it, I'm actually excited. Cool, got this email. Well, and that's and about knowing your audience too, exactly. right? Because maybe they want you, you know, and you may be on the I read everything <laughs> segment. I'm, I'm pretty sure I am. Right. And then he probably got a list of people who only get excerpts with read more links. Yep. Because, you know, they, because he looked at his data and he realized that they don't click through. They don't. Or click. they do click through and you don't. So let's, yeah. And so, so, but that's understanding the data. It's important to have somebody, a data analyst, either yeah. working internally or maybe you're with an agency and that agency has somebody to analyze data and Spend report time. it to you. Yeah. That time is necessary. It's so important that you understand the numbers. Because yep. if you don't understand the numbers, then you can't make the right decisions. Probably she, 10%. 10 to 20 percent of your time should be spent analyzing the data. Analyzing them. She says, avoid creating longer emails, no matter how amazing they look. Subscribers prefer emails that are short, simple, and targeted. Generally, that's probably right. Yeah. Like I said, unless it's one of those deals where I'm expecting long form content, then you, then you, you. That's interesting because that's just a, what she's saying is a no. As a no, no is really just another thing you should segment on. Right, because exactly. you know, I mean, all of these softwares will say, "Oh, these people click through." If they never click through, give that a try. Send the whole thing so they don't have. They don't to have click to click through. through and see, and then maybe try and get them to do, go into Facebook or something else mm-hmm. to share that article later. Yeah, the give them a reason to share. Like, if you're not going to give them the click through, then that means that they won't get to your site and see that CTA, right? right. And so you're going to have to give them some sort of sub CTA mm-hmm. at the bottom of this long email, just so you can get some more engagement other than just the open. Yep. Number six. six. She says you're sending emails at the wrong time. Oh yeah. Good <laughs> man. Learned that lesson. Yeah. She says the Gromit uh, AB tested its email send time to find out if sending emails in the morning instead of noon can make a difference. The results revealed that sending at 10 a.m. instead of noon resulted in a 14% lift in revenue per email. You got to understand the time of, yeah. at, at when to send, and everybody is going to be different. You know, some uh, plumber guy, it may be best to send at 10. Yep. But some, you know, concert promoter guy, some restaurant, you may want to send at 6. Right. right. When people are likely to be trying to come eat. Uh, but what here, what I added was back to that data analysis. Talk to your data analysis. Call me. I'll be glad to look at your analytics and tell you when you had the most activity on your site. 
right? What time of day are you getting that's most of your visits? That's a recent tip, yeah. What time of day are you getting most of the visits on your site? Because that's the time I'm going to recommend that you send your email campaign. Yeah. Why these people are already interested in what you offer, they're already engaging on your site, and they're online. So why not send the email at this time? You should have an increased engagement rate. Right. So, so, so that's my pro tip there. Yeah. Right. She says uh, definitely do some testing and figure out the best time to send, which is you should do. And part of that testing should include sending when you have bulk of your site activity. Yeah. That's where I would start, right? Yeah. Like, so if you're not going to do A B, start where start. when people engage with your. Yeah. Website. If you notice around eleven thirty p a m, your site has peak visitors. Send yeah. Then you should probably send. Right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Da, 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 da. Number seven. Hold on. Oh we yeah, number seven. seven. Yeah, number seven. seven. She says you focus more on selling than engaging them. Mm. Yeah, this is important. She says focusing on your goals is fine, but if your subscribers feel that all your emails are just trying to sell them, they will leave your email list. People don't like to be sold; they love to buy. Yep. Great quote there. I forgot who said that. I read it before. But she's right. Now, if your email is just too promotional, too salesy, buy this, buy that, subscribe to this, subscribe to that, register here, come now, pay me, right? Right. <laughs> then then the, you might get that open, and that may be the only open you get from them. Yep. You have to include some value, even if that value is just like free information. Like free educational data that I can read and absorb and get better from, and you didn't sell me anything. That may put me in a position to want to buy from you later. Frankly, that will paint you as the expertise. So when I am in need of that service or product, I'll think about you and want to go do it. Kind of why we do this podcast. We give away a whole bunch of free content, a whole bunch of free expertise. Why? So once you get into the deeps of SEO trenches and you realize you don't feel like writing content, building links and optimizing. Yep. You'll hit us back and we'll do that for you. Don't you don't feel like spending 10 to 20% of your time looking, looking at, at data and yeah. analytics. You don't feel like, yeah, writing content for six months just to, you know, not even sure if it's going to rank or not. Yeah, you want to hire some experts. And so we'll give you this expertise for free. So you'll think about us when you get to that point. That was it. She only had seven points. Now, number eight, which is really like number one or one point five. Yes. <laughs> I call it one point five. Yep. Um, scrub your email list. Yes. Oh my God. Scrub your email list. Last thing you want to do is go purchase a list or maybe not even purchase it, but maybe you, maybe you exported all of the contacts out of your CRM. And so now you got a spreadsheet and you're about to try to import it in the MailChimp yep. and mail it out. Right. Or out of your e-commerce solution. Out of your e-commerce, out of Salesforce, out of. Or you just haven't touched those emails or for maybe three years. You did like one of the other clients I was talking to the other day. He literally just went through all his received and sent items in his inbox and everybody who he didn't know personally grabbed their email address and put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> and so I ain't suggesting you do that because then you'll be lying if you check the box and said these people opted in. But the point of the matter is scrub that scrub list. that list yeah. because what you don't want to do is import that list and then mail and then half of this list is bad email addresses or unsubscribes or they bounce because the email doesn't work. That will get your email account flagged. That'll get you banned. That'll get you penalized. And all your emails will now go in everyone's spam yeah. folder. And you, your deliverability will go will plummet. It can impact your legit emails. Yeah, it, exactly. Because that domain name has been flagged. Yeah. So now your legit emails may be filtered as spam in other people's inboxes because you decided to blast out a whole bunch of emails that wasn't scrubbed yet. 
scrub your list and make sure that you've got rid of all the bad ones so that way when you do send out at least you reduce the opportunity for people to bounce yeah uh Rishi scrub list uh the and the reason chris said that's foundational because that's before you come up with a subject that's before you design it that's right. before you segment it this is just making sure that the list is good so you can send to it now to to his credit Right, I'm assuming he's talking about the I current she, list that she. Oh, I'm sorry, that she. She's talking about the current list that you have. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But we're just saying, like a lot of people Scroll start your their, current list. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of people start their email campaign with either a purchase list or a, a, a compiled together mm-hmm. list. Make sure you scrub that. Scrub list that first. list, whatever list you get. Go ahead and and, and run. Well, we've it got a podcast something. where we talked about how to increase your subscriptions. Yep, I remember that. I don't remember the number. Three something. Somewhere under 360. Yeah, three something. Three something. So, punch in the face. So, punch in the face to you, Rishi Rati. Great article. Uh, I can dig it. Seven ways you screw up your email marketing. Yeah. What's up? Very cool. All right. So, um, where are we? We're here. So, if you are... Here's... We like to ask people to do favors for us, just small favors. And this favor is just for you to go out um, and make contact with three people and share this podcast with them. Uh, We are the most popular internet marketing podcast on iTunes. That is because of you. Thank you. And help us stay that way by just sharing this with three people. Three people. Preferably business owners, somebody who could benefit from the content of this podcast. If you're on Twitter, just tag a minute at, 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 uh, hashtag SEO podcast, tag us. We so appreciate it. Maybe yep. you're on Facebook. Maybe you're watching live. Marcus, I'm put y'all on blast. DJ Patrick, go ahead and hit share. Tag your three uh, uh, BFFs um, and, and let them know, look, you're getting some great content here. We definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, if you are interested in growing your business with the largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet. The internet. Uh, call EWeb Results for increased revenue in your business. We have a program that is called Instant leads. Lead, 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 leads. Guaranteed. T, 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 T. It's a program that's focused on uh, a highly targeted uh, pay-per-click campaign that's going to a highly optimized landing page for incredible conversions. The reality is if they search for something and they see an ad with an offer for something and they click it and then they land on a page with that same offer for something that they've clearly indicated they're interested in, your conversions rates should be a lot higher than they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see that regularly. Uh, so go ahead and give us a call, 713-592-6724. We have a referral program. That is, if you know somebody who needs any internet marketing, yeah, and if it's Custom website design, email marketing, yep. social media marketing, search engine optimization, pay-per-click management, any of those things, we'd be glad to talk to them. Send them to us. When they pay their bill, we pay you. That's nice and simple. Um, we were filmed live here at 5999 West 34th Street. Suite 106, Houston, Texas, 77092. You can get a transcript, video, and audio of yep. this podcast on our transcript, website. Transcript, video, audio, photo shoot. Yep. Now you can see all of that. Yep. The outtakes, the sound check, the tip is all there. Absolutely. And you can just find that on our website, ewebresults.com. There is an SEO 
podcast link in our menu structure. Um, we are the most popular internet marketing podcast on iTunes. That is because of you. We really appreciate you. We constantly get, I think I had a couple reviews that I didn't even read that he thought like the first part was hokey or whatever. And uh, and now he really enjoys it and it's funny. Um, so thanks for sticking with yeah, us. appreciate and, y'all riding out the potatoes. Potatoes yeah. really good. Like they season well. They cook to perfection. Yes. Like, you know, they still Soft side the inside, dish. Yeah, yeah. But, but they are a wonderful side they dish. Are and delicious. the entree is always better with the size. Absolutely. So thank you guys for making us that most popular SEO podcast. Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. Charles Lewis. Bye-bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow, highbrow. Tamely, gamely, headed my way. Cool as mountain snow, girl, glow, girl. Pining, shining, needing some play. Balance check, balance check, 368, uh. SEO Podcast 368, Chris and Chuck, and we back for another date. Today we're talking about marketing through email. Got a few tips for you, please do tell. Yeah, let's go. SEO Podcast 368. Boom.